When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to TalkSeamers Podcast. My name is Simo. Today I'm joined by Paul. Say hello, Paul. Hey, Simo. How's it going? Very well, mate. Joined by Billy. Say hello, Billy. Hello, everybody. How are you? Uh, very well, mate. I'm joined by Jed. Say hello, Jed. Hello, mate. How are we doing? Yeah, no one pay attention to Jez's disgusting shirt. He's decided not to wear a football shirt for the first time I've ever seen him. In fact, when he came in, I was so taken aback that he wasn't going to wear a football um, shirt. That I, kinda, I do I have my breath. I kind of have a football-related T-shirt on, so it doesn't count. This mate. Is what doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. You got a blazer on. Yeah, got a tweed blazer on for uh, for an audio version. He's wearing a tweed blazer and a bow tie. <laughs> Um, I look, I look snazzy of, as fuck. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of shirts, we have shirts on sale in association with the ca- the charity Cam. We've made some shirts. They are fantastic. 100% of the money goes to them for a great cause. So look at our website, look at our social medias um, for more information on that. Um, we've got them coming out very soon in February. So, yeah, if you want to get involved with a good cause, get involved with that, please. Um, but we'll get on to the football, boys. I want to first go to um, Watford and Norwich because uh, Ranieri failed their, their unforgivable Norwich test. <laughs> if, you, if you lose to them, you normally find yourself out out of a job quite uh, in the near future. Um, Paul, I'm going to come to you. Three months he lasted in the job. <coughs> yeah, and I think a lot of people have seen it coming. What, what were your thoughts on the whole situation? I actually said on Thursday when we did this that I thought he was going to stay and keep them up, but obviously the owners didn't feel the same way as me um i guess yeah like you said saw it coming as soon as they lost to norwich and yeah like i saw them in the i went to see them in the first game against liverpool and they looked they were atrocious that day like didn't know what they were doing but then they they improved had a a couple of decent results but yeah the wheels started coming off again i think but like it's not it's like not ranieri's fault it's i'd be very surprised to stay up at all now yeah. Um, the squad's just not good enough, but I just don't get it. Same with Benitez. Like, why, why do so many, why like do so many signings in January if you're just going to sack the manager like <laughs> right yeah, away? Like, Dino here, and then sack. Yeah, I'm not having that, later. This is, this yeah. is strange. It's bizarre. So, uh, 
I don't know. I wonder. No idea who's going to come in, but I'd be very surprised if I they think, stay up. I guess. I mean, is there any middle of the road managers left? <laughs> you know, because that's that's the manager <laughs> they go for. They go for that middle of the road man. Steve Bruce out of work for like a little bit while. <laughs> uh, I mean, Steve Bruce is, is a shout. You know, come in there and uh, you know, do a job. I uh, don't. I I don't think he's exotic enough for them, unfortunately. But. Um... Oh, <laughs> you never know, he might have been on holiday he might have got a tan or something <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um, yeah, Norwich beat him good Dean Smith um, you know if there's a man to do it I mean I did say when, when Dean Smith got appointed to um, to Norwich that that is the best possible appointment they could have done in that, in that moment uh, Billy, I know you're of the same opinion how is it to see your old gaffer finally getting a result even mentioned, even mentioned Jack Grealish in the post-match Oh, of course um, he did. I know you would have enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's great to see Dean Smith doing well. Um, I still think it could be a step too far for the for him to keep them up. Um, it, it's such a big ask with the teams below them have all got games in hand on them as well. So it, it is going to be a tough ask, but like you say, if there's a man that will do it, it will be Dean Smith. And if they go down, he will be able to get them back up as well. Um, which Norwich seem to like. They they want to be the top in the inside the top twenty six teams in the country, which they comfortably are. Um, but yeah, like I say, it's, it's going to be a tough one to keep them up. I think he could keep them up, but it's going to be it's such a big ask. Like like we all knew that it was going to be a tough ask. Um, I mean, beating the teams around you is certainly a decent stepping stone. Yeah, yeah, they they look good though. They look good for the first yeah. time in a long time. Dean Smith said they had so many players coming back in January. It's like they could have possibly their best window. Um, and I do agree. And I think he is a manager that could maybe get a little bit more out of the, the players that were missing. You know, your, your Billy Gilmers, etc. Um, but yeah, I mean, Watford, they have, a, they have a bad lot of players. Uh, I think that Dennis is, is decent on his day. Um, when he's I mean, not getting sent off. Yeah, when he's not getting sent off. have a very good day the other day, does he? No. Um, <laughs> Scored a couple of days ago. You got Josh King there, who just seems to be floating from middle <laughs> middle of the road, English yeah, exactly. Premier League club to to other thing. You know, we'll see him. <laughs> we'll see him at Palace, and then we'll see him <laughs> back at Everest and then down to Southampton. No, that's just he's just one of the guys that's just float around like that. And a lot of people might not remember this, but a few years ago, Josh King was heavily linked to Man United. Believe it or not, when he was having a good spell at Bournemouth, so. Um, not to say he's fallen far, but um, he's uh, he's had a, a couple of ups and downs since then. Um, I'm trying I'm trying to think of a, a manager to suggest for Watford. Rafa comes to mind. <laughs> maybe <laughs> oh. maybe they could get that Kiki Flores. They keep just like I think he's been yeah, there like three times. <laughs> Give him the four. You know, four, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's been there like three times. They'll come Nuno. up with hmm? no, no. I think Nuno. It, it'll shore up the defence. <laughs> yeah. Well, you <laughs> might not know. do any attacking, but it'll shore up the defence for sure. You never know. I, oh, you never I, know. Fun for Jed. Fun for the Jeds in the back. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll come up with some like Chilean, South American bloke who no one's ever heard of before, won't they? Yeah. And then he'll come in and then he'll do an all right job. Then he'll go to Everton. And then that'll be a disaster. <laughs> and then he might go to Fulham. <laughs> right, Theo. Um, I think we should go next to uh, Everton Villa. 
Big Dunk was in charge. Yeah, I don't give him a complete disgrace, but I think I put in the chat right before I started, is, that, is this Aston Villa's strongest 11 that was played in the day? And, and George agreed with me. I don't know if you agreed with me as well, Billy. That was a mm. good that was a good setup by Villa. And they were very much the better team. And I, I think wholly deserved the three points here and maybe could earn a, a couple more goals. Yeah, definitely. That was It was such a strong 11 that we put out with... The, with the resources that we had, well, I, I say that it's it's our strongest eleven comfortably, and with that team playing together week in week out now, I think that's only going to go from strength to strength. You know, we had a decent first half. I think we could have scored a couple of more goals. Well, I think we could have got a couple more goals. Um, it was a fantastic goal that we did score. A Luca Dean set piece written in the stars, really, yeah, and then the, the smallest man on the pitch. Leaping and getting a flip, beautiful head on it, and um, and Jordan Pickford's fingernails just took it off, <laughs> straight off Andros Townsend Townsend's head into the back of the net. Why is he um, on the line? Why is he on the line? He's, God knows. I suppose. I suppose. Get in front, stand up, prevent the short corner or something. You know. <laughs> I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're not complaining. Uh, Buendia, I think the reason Buendia gets in a hand there, I think in his head, Buendia thinks he's like 6 free. You know, I see him standing next to Yerimina, like tearing yeah. Yerimina off. <laughs> like, yeah, and I could, it's just one of the guys you look at him, it's like, he thinks he's like eye level, doesn't he, but Yerimina? Like, in his head, he's like, oh, yeah, I could take him. Yeah. <laughs> I set the confidence that you can only really get when you're, when you're um, 4 foot 11. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it was a fantastically taken goal. It's definitely a training ground set piece, that. Oh, for yeah. sure, yeah, definitely. And we did it against United as well, but De Gea made a fantastic save. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'd keep an eye out for that one. It looks like it's going to happen a couple more times and hopefully a couple more goals with them as well. <laughs> mm. what, are your, what are your thoughts on, on Gerard's new, newly implemented system, Billy? It's nice and aggressive. Is that I'm really enjoying it, to be honest with you. I, I really like how the fullbacks are implemented, so bombing, right. bombing on forward. And I think the way that Gerard wants to play just suits Buendia down to the ground. And he's just, he's fantastic now. We've, met, we've mentioned several times that he's been a bit underwhelming. However, I, th- I think I said it on the Total Villains, it just seems like we're saying that was his best game in the Villa shirt. That was his best game in the Villa shirt after every week. And it, it's so good to see now because it was very much like a lot of people were starting to brand him as a bit of a flop because he's only scored a couple of goals. He's only got a couple of assists. But what he does on the ball, playing those through balls, like you saw for the Jacob Ramsey assist with Coutinho's goal against United, there's so much work that he really does and he works his socks off as well. So what it's doing for Buendia alone is fantastic. And it is just really enjoyable to watch. You know, I mentioned Jacob Ramsey there, another one who's having a fantastic time under, under Steven Gerrard. Um, so, yeah, long may it continue. Well, not, not if Paul has anything to say about it. Paul, I'm going to cut to you. <laughs> uh, Ashton Villa, been having a good old time under Steven Gerrard. Sorry, I fell asleep <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a mixed feeling for you. You see Steve, Steven Gerrard, club legend, doing well, but then you see Billy happy, and I'd imagine that's <laughs> Oh, mixed emotions. <laughs> Ruined my weekend. 
Reluctantly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you impressed with Steven Gerrard and the coach he's become? Oh, he's done unreal, hasn't he? Um, yeah, whatever. Like the job with the Rangers, it was like wasn't the best for the first two seasons, and then won the league and kind of left left on a high, basically. And yeah, he's come in and done the business so far. Like I've been impressed with him. He kind of just sets out the team like he used to play, just kind of all out. And you you can see in his interviews how I don't know stern or aggressive he answers questions like you can just kind of see that's how we talk to his players and kind of like if you don't even put in the bare minimum you won't get anywhere near his squad or his team he seems very set on those sorts of sort of values those where like if you're not at least running around a lot then you're you're not going to get anywhere close to the team yeah so yeah he's done he's started really well and yeah it'd be interesting to see what the the rest of the season has in store because they're like basically in the middle of the league now, like mid-table and obviously not going to get relegated. But I wonder, will he like really push on now and try go for Europe? Because he definitely has the squad, especially if Coutinho mm. gets into it properly, gets fit. They get There's no reason to say. Good central midfielder, which is a link to one from Juve, who's a, a quite a highly rated mm. um, player. I think another midfielder and it gives sort of like, and amongst that John McGinn, Douglas Ruiz set up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, along with Jacob Ramsey. I think Jacob Ramsey, he's a he's a first name in the team the team sheet for me. So definitely. You know, another another sort of rotational midfielder, I think that really takes him another level and provides him a wee bit of depth mm. that, you know. They've got Leo they've got Leon Bailey come in, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, d- he doesn't get in the team at the minute. Yeah, exactly. Especially if Coutinho starts to kick on as well. A Danny Ings that can't get on the pitch. That's mm. that's decent depth for a Premier League side, you know? Um so I'll, I'll be interested to see where they are. Come the end of the I, season. I don't think we'll get European football, if I'm being honest with you. I think that'll be a, a step just a bit too far. But if I'm being honest with you, I think the end of se- I think the rest of this season is just a setup for next season. And then we've got the summer and then just properly go all out and go for it next season kind of thing. Um so that's how I that's how it seems to me. Just get through this season. Obviously, if we get Europe bonus fantastic if we don't it's not the end of the world and seriously start to crack on next season dreams of the europa conference league dreams dreams, dreams do come <laughs> it's open um, <laughs> jerry boy i want to come with you um newcastle picked up a vital three points kieran trippier putting in a, a man of a match performance a john joe shelby goal this game had everything the neutral likes to see from Newcastle. <laughs> but Jed uh, likes to see from Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what are your thoughts? Big, big points for Newcastle. Can they stay up, Jed? Um, oh, that is a difficult question. I think it's going to be pretty tight down there uh, come the, the business end of the season because you've got Newcastle, you know, they've got, they're showing signs of, of improvement, aren't they, under Eddie Howe? But whether they can improve enough to stay up is, is another question. You've got Burnley struggling. Watford, like, it's a bit of a circus. Anything could happen there. Norwich, obviously, again, showing signs of improvement. So, and, and Leeds are down there as well. Um, so it's, it's, it's really difficult to call. I don't like, I don't really want to say either way what I think will happen. I hope they come down. <laughs> Um, I do hope Shot Newcastle off, get ready. Right <laughs> no, it would be funny. The man but, who lives uh, on it, the fence. <laughs> you can't. You just can't. You just can't call things like that at, at this, like in this day and age, can you? You just you, you can't say because you know they'll um, 
yeah, they'll probably go and beat Man City now or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like something ridiculous. You know, it's, fair, uh, such a sensible answer. <laughs> and a couple of weeks, you can be you know, to Lingard, to Ali, lays it off for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, exactly. You've got to, you've got a trippier on every set piece. Like you're, you're probably going to improve. <laughs> um, the goal, the goal, absolutely should that should not have gone in. That the goalkeeper should not be letting that in. On his post as well. So yeah, yeah. poor from the goalkeeper. Bloody Melia. Um, He's twenty-two years old, he should know better. <laughs> <laughs> you just uh, you just can't you just can't stop John Joe Shelby, can you? <laughs> no. No. That's what I said. In the words of my great grandfather. Uh Paul. Going to bring it back to you. Um, Man United got the points um, at West Ham. Hugely disappointing uh, for anybody that dislikes Man United, me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts on the match? Yeah, you said, yeah, disappointing, obviously. But, like, it's just great watching them. They're just terrible. They're, like, <laughs> very, very few signs of improvement. Like, it's just hilarious how, how bad they are. And just obviously West Ham are a good team, but like West Ham aren't in the best run of form at the moment. I don't, I, well, West Ham might, they might have had a few David chances. David won this match. David De, David De absolutely yeah. won this match. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like the story of the season, even against Brentford. De Gea won them the first half or kind of kept them in the game, sorry, the first half. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. Is it just like, surely every, everyone can see Ronaldo being in the squad or in the team is just a terrible idea. It's just like, okay, whatever about at the start of the season, they bring in Ronaldo, like, okay, he's going to get us Champions League. But now I don't really see him getting them Champions League. And I'd see it, I'd say it's better for United as a club and Greenwood and Rashford, Rashford's development to just get them in the team and play them constantly. Like they're obviously young and they're going to be, they're going to make mistakes, but I just, I just don't see why Ronaldo is still there. And yeah, I just and but yeah, it's still beautiful to watch how bad United are. Yeah, Ronaldo, Ronaldo should be uh, at this point of Ronaldo's career. He should be the man that you throw on when you need a goal with like twenty minutes to go. Like he shouldn't be the man that's leading the line, should he? Because yeah, like, you know he is coach. he is coach. still thirty-five you know, year old coach. <laughs> you know? I, I took him on, like, oh, you know. Yeah. Then he's, We've got a call know, on, get mine. Throw on Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, throw on Ronaldo like, to get up there and win some headers, you know? But like, he shouldn't be the one who's, who all the players going through. Because I noticed there was a, a moment, I think they had, like, he went down in the box or something. I think he was trying to claim some sort of like, foul. Uh, he, he, he shows his age when he hits, hits the ground because. You can tell that he doesn't, you know, like if an old, per, like older person sort of falls over and they sort of like slow down, they don't want to like, they don't want to cause any sort of damage. Jesus, he's only like He genuinely looks like, he genuinely looks like, oh, I don't want to fall here in case I break my hip. Like, <laughs> he's, he's the, <laughs> but, it, but he was like, oh, I need to go down to try and buy something, you know? Like, it was just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw. I thought, God, like Ronaldo just looks old. Like you're describing a, a pensioner so... in a wheelchair. <laughs> you're not describing I mean, one of the fittest thirty-year-olds in the world. No, he's got compared to Mason Greenwood. He is. <laughs> if I can find it, if I can find it, I'll send it in to our group chat later because, like, you can see he's he's kind of like oh, no. old man falling, <laughs> and then just goes yeah. 
<laughs> this might be my last. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, exactly. You know. no, I, I have to disagree. I think he's in. I think he's in tremendous shape. Although I do find he's, not, he's, he's not exactly. We're in all front, watching. Though, we, we, we're all watching Cristiano Ronaldo, and you're just watching an old man like <laughs> find his way around the football pitch. <laughs> Somebody, That's please I mean, save though. that you old be, man. You shouldn't be getting ninety minutes, but you shouldn't be getting ninety minutes. You should be getting half an hour at the end, like impact sub. Kind of, uh, kind of role for Ronaldo at this point. Oh, well, there goes United fans. Well, you've got, <laughs> got Rashford's legs on there, like like Paul said, throw Rashford and Greenwood in there and use their legs, and then yeah, but you could put a front three of Alanga, Rashford, and, and Mason Greenwood, and that would be a pretty young yeah. front three. Um, mm. But I just think that it's, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Clearly, Ronaldo's not the future of Man United. He's not the future of Man United. I thought he was going to be a utility player that would come in and and and, and score a lot of goals and and help Man United progress. But at this point, it just seems to be the Cristiano Ronaldo show featuring Manchester United. <laughs> Man United with, with supporting acts of Manchester United. It's 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 a strange it's a strange old sort. Of, and then this transition of managers, a manager that's kind of going to be a like a I don't know a consultant and. Uh, it's it's a weird situation. I don't know. Maybe they are, you know. If, at that point, you just think, right? What is what is what is where is this club going to move from and, and going to get taken forward from? And I just don't think like a 36, 37 year old forward is is where a club plans its future from. There is no long term in that. It's it's a it's about a solution that can be sorted just now. And granted, I know they need that Champions League football. Um, but is he going to be the key to that? I'm not sure. I mean, I'd still put them up as they among the favourites to get that fourth spot. Um, but everybody else kind of seems to be making marginal improvements. Even our Spurs, to a certain extent, they don't—they don't beat. They, they, they're poor against Chelsea this weekend, but you know they've still made marginal improvements under under Conte. So I'm not—I'm not, I'm not entirely sure that it's going to be as nailed on as some people think that Manchester United are going to get our fourth place. Um, it'll be interesting to see in the, in the coming months. Um, it's all falling apart at West Ham. No, it's not. <laughs> they're still doing all right, and I still—I uh, still very much put them in that race for fourth place. It'd be nice to see. If they can, uh, if they can carry on that form, they get some of the the best stats in the league um, for aggressive plays um, under David Moyes. So uh, people just keep asking Moyes the same question: Do you regret being sacked by Manchester United? Constantly, I see it <laughs> like every six weeks or something. I see a report that Moyes comes out and says he regrets time at Manchester United. I'm like obviously, he was sacked. He was sacked. Obviously, you know. What I mean? Why are they? Why are they still asking about that? It was like seven it's years ago. Constantly, but... it's like a brand new article from some journalist, like you know. David Moyes regrets time at Manchester United. Feels he was sacked, <laughs> sacked too soon. So did most people that get sacked. <laughs> you know what I mean? To be fair, he's uh, got a point. Anyway. But, right. <laughs> yeah, mate, that doesn't even be made every the six weeks when it was fucking no, no. <laughs> like seven years ago. <laughs> More than that, probably. Um, no one's asking about his spell with Sunderland, are they? Yeah, exactly. Nobody cares, <laughs> Nobody cares about Spain, yeah, no, do they? Um... <laughs> Going to come to you, Billy Boy. Uh, next, we go to the uh, the first team to take uh, to or to to keep Man City out uh, from getting the three points in quite a long time. Southampton, Ralph. Um, he, he seems to stand up for these big games, and occasionally you worry that he's he's going to go and lose a game like this nine 0 But uh, on the occasion, I think he's done the double on Man City this season in terms of not 
not losing all three points to them. Yeah. Um, so well done to Southampton. Now, obviously, is that, now, is that the that you double now? Just not yeah. losing to them twice. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the double. That's the double for Man City. It's the first um, that's just a, just a fact, you know. What I mean, it's like a two billion pound squad. That's that's the double now. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, um, makes sense, uh, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, it just it just makes sense in my mind uh, from what I'm talking. But um, yeah, um, Southampton, but excellent. What be your thoughts, Billy? Yeah, I just echoing what you said there. Really, they they were excellent from start to finish. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, I think Mamadou Sacco, is that his name? Mamadou Sacco? No, Salisu. No, Salisu, that's Mohamed it, sorry. The most that's aggressive the player in the league, according to statistics. Wow. Hmm. Anyway. That's <laughs> <Says> it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he had a, a monster game. He was fantastic. Um, really, really enjoyed watching him and just, how he, he just dominated, really. He was just yeah, in the way nice of stuff. everything. And for 22 years old, I, I I really think it was a it was a coming of age kind of performance, if you know what I mean. Um, so they've got a fantastic player in him. Um, one thing I I was just I was watching a uh, James Lawrence Alcott um video earlier on on this game, and he pointed out that they sing. They basically stopped Rodri. That was their key. Whenever Rodri got the ball, they pressured him, which I found really interesting because a lot of people would think Rodri, he's, he's a decent player, but they just focused in on him and just just pressured him. I think he played the most passes out of most under pressure passes in the league so far in a single game, something like that. I think it was upwards of like 23 or so. Um, so yeah, they clearly had a game plan. They stuck to it for 90 minutes and they managed to come out with a point, which is a massive, massive point when it's someone as good as Man City. Um, and yeah, like you say, Ralph doing the double <laughs> over, over Man City for a team like Southampton as well. No disrespect to Southampton, but for for any team to not lose to Man City in a season's very very impressive. How about Amanda Broha? My God, that boy could have had yeah fucking could have had four <laughs> or five goals if he could keep he himself, himself outside. Yeah, on <laughs> himself outside yeah. that boy. But Mohamed Salah, mm. I can't I can't get over this guy. He's just he's just insane. Do, do you recall when that the ball just rocketed off his like face? Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't even fall down, mate. He just stayed up. He just stood up mm. and got back into the game. Like I was like, "How?" He's like, "Rocky, man." Like, How do you know, Bill? <laughs> you know, like, just kept going. <laughs> Guy's a machine. Guy's a machine. Um, Paul, we're gonna come what to you. From, um, oh, sorry. I just want to say what a finish from Walker Peters for that goal as well on the outside of his foot. Yeah, yeah. First goal in the Premier League as well. Yeah. yeah I almost, when that when that goal went in, I almost thought that it was one of them that they've scored too soon kind of thing. I said that. <laughs> I said it out loud to no one in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because normally that goal goes in and they're like, right, we 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 get revenge on you now. We'll stick yeah. seven or eight past you. But fair play to Southampton. Like I say, they stuck to the game plan. Yeah, too soon. Unfortunately. Well, fortunately not. I mean, the title race... Not not quite back on, but we're almost there. We're almost back on to a decent title race, which will probably all go. I mean, 
So if I'm to have a like a forty-five-year-old Fraser Foster and go, man, like how do you keep it outside? <laughs> yeah, he made that well, fantastic yeah. save against uh, Sterling as well, wasn't Sterling, it? Yeah, yeah. He had that a great fun, game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, decent, 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 decent old time, boys. Decent old time. Um, let's go to um, Crystal Palace, Liverpool. Um, there'll be some debate. There's ongoing debate on whether it was a penalty in this game or not uh, for the third goal. But what were your thoughts on the, on the match overall, Paul? Uh, thought it was a penalty, um, but <laughs> but uh, no, like Liverpool, I thought it was very, it was fairly even. Like you turn on the TV at like two 0 you're like, oh, Liverpool have got this in the bag. But once they scored, yeah, once they went two 0 up, it was all Palace, and it was seemed very easy for them to get through the back line. Very mm. easy, just yeah. one pass into midfield, and then another through the through the defense and. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's weird that like when that happens so much in the first half that they don't drop the line a little bit. Obviously, they have their way of playing and stuff, but still, the Palace forward line are just very tricky on the ball and quite good, or seem to be in the zone anyway when it came to playing through balls. So, uh, yeah, I got lucky. I think Palace had, a, had like three very good chances in the first half, didn't they? Mm. And eventually got the goal. And I thought actually after the goal, it was kind of more comfortable. Than it was before, and then yeah, I don't think they were. I don't think they were going to score in the end. I thought Liverpool had the game in control at that stage. But yeah, then the penalty. If if even if the penalty wasn't given, I think the momentum was taken out of the game with how long it took to get to that decision. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, yeah, I wouldn't say Liverpool were lucky because they did like they what first twenty minutes they were all over them, and there's only Plus one like, team going to win. Thirty five minutes, I would say Liverpool yeah. just looked. Excellent from from yeah. front to back. That, that so happens in Liverpool a lot. Like they, they, part of it is that they that's their game plan. Obviously, just come out of the blocks as quick as. But then they score goals, and then they obviously all think, "Ah, oh, this is grand. We're we're mm. done here." It happens happens yeah. against Atletico, didn't it? And yeah. yeah, you see it all the time. Like it's a frustrating part think, of their game. I think the Palace players and and Patrick Vieira would disagree with you in regards to. I think they would have backed themselves to get another. And I was I was uncertain that um, that we'd be able to hold on because I did feel a bit of dread because I feel like you can only chance your, your luck so many times in a football match and I feel like Allison def- definitely rescued us a, a few a few too many times for it to be yeah, yeah. totally comfortable in that match. Um, so I, I can see why I was so disappointed. My thoughts the penalty. I keep kind of switching back. I mean, is it a penalty? Right. I think yes. if you if the keeper takes a play like that, I think it's a penalty. Or it's definitely a foul if it's outside the box. But there's there is a certain <laughs> there's a certain bit of that that footage right where Jota quite clearly knows he's miscontrolled the ball. It just makes a beeline. <laughs> <laughs> like Crystal Palace. I can't remember it. Is it is it Guy Guaita? Guaita. Guaita. Just makes a beeline for him uh, to to make to quite clearly try and make some sort of contact with the keeper. So I I, I don't know. It happens very fast in real time. It's only in slow motion. You can kind of see Jota going like, "Oh no, oh, I'll just go to this guy and see what happens." <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I was very grateful for the penalty. I think it took the sting out of the game, and after that, I did relax, and and so did Liverpool. Um, to to get the three points. Uh, Billy, what what was your thoughts? Pen, pen or no pen? Uh, taking it in its... If someone came up to me just as the penalty decision itself and said, is this a penalty? Then, in my opinion, it is. 
However, in the situation of the game, you know, it took the referees, what, like five minutes to come to a decision. The on-field decision was no penalty. They keep on banging on about this clear and obvious. Nothing that takes five minutes for a decision to, to be made is clear and obvious. So on the day, the penalty shouldn't have been given, in my opinion. However, as a decision as a whole, if it's a yes or no definitive answer, in my opinion, it is it is a penalty. They should give him a time limit. Thirty seconds. You get thirty seconds to decide, right? Yeah. If you if you can't flip a coin, yeah. go with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but <laughs> you don't want the right do decision. I, do you know what I think? A quick decision. <laughs> like, I don't why, want to wait you know, five minutes. I, just, I, I just don't. <laughs> well, I think it, it if the decision's it. right, the decision's if, right. No, I would rather have to get there. Yeah, if it takes five minutes to get there, you don't know like, who's who's to say what's right and what's wrong. If if you can't decide I think the ref, five minutes, just, I, I think, that's I think <laughs> well, see, see, this is what I think happened. I think the ref didn't know whether it was a penalty or not, and he relied on VAR to give it for him because it, it, it's it's a lot more. If you're a ref, it's going to be more embarrassing if you give a penalty and it gets overturned, and then they say it's not a penalty. Than if you don't give it and then they award the penalty. So I, I think he's just this. at this point. I think he's not done it, but it might. In my opinion, though, I I don't think that it was a penalty personally because I think that Jota made a conscious movement towards the goalkeeper, <laughs> like when he miscontrolled the ball. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, you know, there was probably going to be contact anyway, but because obviously the keeper's running out at him, but it just it, to me it looked like he tried to stop deliberately so that the goalkeeper would take him out, um, and it all happened very fast. So I don't think the the, the ref really knew what you know whether it was a penalty or not. I think he was kind of hoping that the VAR would review it and give it because it sort of gets him out of jail for not giving it if it is a penalty. Does that, does that make sense? That is a bit of a oh. split decision. We've got three, we get three <laughs> football, four football fans in here. Four, four football fans in here. Three of them think it's a pen. One thinks it's... I mean, uh, VAR. Oh, for me, it's I mean, not How many guys have you got in that room? Yeah. Like, just fucking have a vote, boys. You know what I mean? Make sure you get an odd one. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't want a five-minute stoppage yeah, an that's the it's worst a thing about it. Yeah. It's a bad yeah. injury to a player, obviously. The most frustrating... I, I, sorry sorry to put in there, but the most frustrating thing is that they keep on banging on about clear and obvious. Clear and obvious yeah. this, clear and obvious that. Nothing that takes that long is clear and obvious to come to a decision. Like you say, Simo, 30 seconds, a minute. If you can't tell then... You've got. You can watch the replay a thousand times in as for as long as you want, but after a minute, you've got to come to a decision whether it's yes or no. And they keep on saying it's clear and obvious. They don't want to re-referee the game. Well, then don't re-referee the game. That's what they are doing. I don't like that argument. That's what. That's what they are doing. Like they are re-refereeing the game. Exactly. They're 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 pouring over these decisions, and like you say, you're taking five minutes to give something. It's not clear and obvious. Like there was one in the Man City Southampton game where De Bruyne had a sort of penalty shout, and the play had continued, and it, it was probably three or four minutes since that incident. Everyone had forgotten about it, and there, then I was still seeing replays of them checking that incident for a possible penalty. It's like just let it go. It's like the referee mm. has made the decision not to give that. You know, if you've reviewed it and you still can't decide, the chances are the referee's probably got it right. Because you know you never you're only going to have so many angles, aren't you, to to review? So it's the same for that one. Whether it was a you know a penalty or not, it's you know in the grand scheme of the game, yeah, you know, probably may not have impacted it. You know, who's, who's to say whether Palace would have come and got an equaliser? You know, like like Simo said, if you stop the game for that long, the momentum's dead anyway. 
So it's mm. they need to they do need to bring some sort of time limit in because it's just the clear and obvious. It's just like it, it doesn't make any sense at the minute the way they're operating. Yeah, I mean, you can't I, take I five minutes to decide something and go, oh, it's actually quite clear and obvious. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing, mate? You go fucking make a brew or something. <laughs> I don't know oh, why they need... Here, I right? wouldn't say they like, need a time limit, but, like, why is it taking them so long anyway? As in... They're just talking like we are. Like one <laughs> yeah. of them, like, the chat, yeah. Yeah. But one like, of them saying no, Jota's Jota's moved towards the keeper, and the other one saying no, the keepers took him out. You know, yeah. that's got to be the reason, ain't it? Surely yeah. they probably yeah, flipped I the guess. coin. <laughs> yeah, you should just but free I guys in think, there. Yeah, I don't think a time limit makes them do it quicker or better, which is shit. Like you don't want the you don't want them doing a worse job than they're already doing. And I don't, I don't think, think they could do a worse job. They absolutely could. It's weird the way they took so long. It's like. I don't know. Like, can you not just look at it for a minute and then decide? Like, I don't. I'm not saying they have to look for a minute, but like, how is it genuinely taking them that long during a game to to watch yeah. ten seconds of footage and decide? It's mm. very clear after watching it. Like, your opinion should just be like, okay, I've watched it five times. I know it shouldn't be like, oh, maybe I'll change it back. I'll change it back. But there's a lot of pressure to it, so they want to make the right decision. It's the same so it with offsides. See, see when it takes yeah. like I think when it takes like four or five minutes to decide an offside, it's it's onside for me. It's, yeah, it's just right. to be honest, to be honest oh, with you, I think they've got the offside. I think they've got the offside. Two lanes, mate. pretty much. <laughs> no, because if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna scrutinise it right the way they do to get the lines all accurate based on the camera angles and stuff they've got, that's probably harder than deciding if a goalkeeper clattering someone is a foul or in my opinion, I think it is. Obviously that. I'm also of the opinion that if he's level, he's onside. And if you can't see like daylight there, he's onside. But the way they have to physically like properly look at the the lines because that's what the you know the rules are at the moment. That's probably that's probably harder than the decision yesterday for that penalty. I think so. I, I room can understand why that takes people. a minute longer. I don't think there should be any lines. There should just be a freeze frame, <laughs> and there should be a room for a hundred people, and they get they all get a chance to to press the button. <laughs> The thing is, yeah. they're not football fans much. because they're, 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 they're bred for it. They're on a farm. They don't understand outside of This is the wrong one. Is... <laughs> they don't have any stakes in the game. They've never been outside or raised in a factory. <laughs> and they press a button and they say whether it's onside or whether it's offside. And that's an entire existence. And that's the only way we can get a truly neutral decision without any bias. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there, we have, we there we have it I think all we can conclude is that the Total Schemers podcast does not have an answer <laughs> I really <laughs> hope that, I mean if we're I going really, on the majority <laughs> I really hope that there's like a bunker at Stockley Park like, so they put my plan in place yeah, they should have yeah, I, wrote yeah. I wrote to them a while ago so I'd imagine they're somewhat at least past the planning permissions page. You know. <laughs> uh, boys, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, I'm going to go straight to Chelsea top. In fact, I want to go to Burnley Arsenal. Right, Big point for Burnley. Uh, this, they eventually decided to play a game of football. Uh, well done them. I think they've still got a few to catch up before they're, they're level with anybody. But um, Arsenal very much the... Uh, very much the the aggressor without any sort of end product. Twenty shots in seventy twenty attempts on goal, seventy six percent possession. Couldn't get through the old uh, Nick Pope, Tarkovsky, and Ben Me. 
um, wall, <laughs> as it were. Um, I come to you, Jed. Problems at Arsenal or success at Burnley? Um, probably more success at Burnley, to be honest. I think Arsenal at the minute they are on a, on, a, on a decent run. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, obviously they'd they'd be going to Burnley expecting to win, or you know they'd be going into that game expecting <laughs> to win. But Burnley, I think they they just sort of revel in that that role of taking points off like the bigger teams, don't they? And just like, Sean, Sean Dyche will have just been right. I, we're not coming here to win. Just stop them scoring, and we've we've Burnley them, and that's you know that's what they've done really. <laughs> But I think they just they just accepted that's their that's their role now in these games. And it, if they go and nick a goal, brilliant, you know. But um, no, don't worry so about yeah. it. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think that's the mentality, and, and it worked for them. So it's so a fair play. But yeah, I don't think I don't think it's um, really too much of a struggle for Arsenal. Obviously, it hurts their chances in the long run, potentially getting into Europe. If it comes down to a matter of a couple of points, they'll be looking back at games like that, thinking, yeah, we should have won, mm. but. You know, it, they're they're still on an upward trajectory for me. Frantically trying to sign a striker, apparently. Um, to add, yeah, about killing edge, Paul. Yeah, come to you, uh, Burnley. They're a little bit at risk of going down this season. What do you what do you reckon? Do you think they'll be part of that bottom three? Uh, yeah, I do actually. But yeah, well, I don't Jed's know. just died said. inside. Oh no! <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to sit on the fence as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really annoyed him. <laughs> yeah, Same as it. it's just too hard to tell. All right, I just <laughs> just can't tell at this stage in the oh. season. <laughs> like they, they got the point, but then they could lose ten 0 to Norwich next week, and I'll look stupid then. So um, good. Sit on the fence. I so, yeah. I don't know. They've been pretty, I, yeah, they haven't got the results this season, but like nine draws, which it's not exactly like they're losing all their games. So you no, can just turn, those draws beat, into, turn those draws into wins, not easily, but it can happen. Um, Andy Carroll's going to yeah, save I, them. I, I know they have a lot of points in the, or sorry, games in hand, but yeah, you kind of want the points on the board. So I'd be more confident being Norwich at the moment, um, even though, Burnley have four games in hand on them, but <laughs> at, the same points, time... at least <laughs> yeah, yeah. with their record of drawing, that's two points. <laughs> but I just thought this is the most like if you could predict an Arsenal result when they're if they win, they get to the Champions League places. You could. I was just like, this is nil nil. Yeah. All over it. That's Arsenal fans are 76% possession, 20 shots yeah. and no goals shutting all over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Nick Pope, man of the match award. Um, I don't think it's. I don't, I don't think things are that bad at Arsenal right now. I still think they're moving in the right direction to a sense. I mean, if you don't lose and you've got Rob Holden on the pitch, that's always a positive. Because <laughs> they, don't, they don't tend to have a great record when he's on the pitch. Um, yeah, I mean... It's, it's one of the results. You've been bundled. You've been bundled. You know, I mean, it's, it's just one of the things. I mean, if they do go down, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because uh, Jed will just be out of business, won't he? Just be in his bed. Oh, no. I'll be. Oh, what a shame. Jumper. <laughs> no, I'll be, I'll, be ex- I'll be excited to, for uh, for a trip to Turf Moor next season. Championship football, uh, yeah. No, I'll tell you what, he's changed this tune, hasn't he? Yeah. All oh, of a no, sudden, commentary, commentary aren't doing so good. 
Coventry City changed my tune for me, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we're still, we're still, we're still pushing. We're there or thereabouts. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't mind a trip to Burnley though. The same as why I want to see Newcastle come down. Actually, I want a trip there as well. So. <laughs> You'll get at least one of those. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I still need to go to Carroll Road tonight, as well, so I could be getting a. I could be getting a hat trick, yeah. That's big, <laughs> big year for you next year, mate. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> um, let, let's finish up with uh, Chelsea Tottenham, boys. Um, Chelsea, they got the points. First, first win in five or something for Chelsea. They were going through a bit of a rough patch. Thomas Tuchel was saying how tired they were. Um, an absolute screamer for, from Hakim Zayech and uh, yeah. Thiago Silverheader. Was enough. Um, Conte was absolutely raging on the touchline, which is always funny. Um, Billy, come to you. What were your thoughts in the match? It was it was a decent match. I I wasn't on the edge of my seat <laughs> while watching it. Um, I think another very controversial decision with Harry Kane's goal being disallowed. I don't, I think it should have stood um, personally. Um, However, yeah, ever since I tweeted about Hakim Ziyech being not being good enough for Chelsea, um, he scored two goals. So I, I'm eating humble pie. Yep, serves you right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if, if, if that Harry Kane goal... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Do you know what? I applaud you to actually say something worth saying on like a certain corner of the screen. <laughs> Can't make his mind up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if uh, I think if Harry Kane's goal would have stood, then I think it would have been a different game. Maybe Chelsea come back into it. Maybe Spurs go on and get the win. And we will never know. We will never know, indeed. Um, I thought it was going to be a, a bit more interesting this match outside the outside the the, the screamer. Um, it was, this was quite a, a dull watch for me. <laughs> I couldn't really get tuned in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Chelsea will nail, nail down that third place. I do think that it was predictable that this was this was going to be the way at Chelsea. Until I think I think I over I overestimated their their depth and, and their ability. I think near the beginning of the season because I think when they're on form, they're, they're pretty much unplayable. When when Chelsea are at their absolute best, I think they're they're just unplayable. That that system they have going is. Um, extremely, extremely tough to beat with the sort of really, really high-quality centre-backs and the, the high pos- possession just squashing you in uh, and, and just breaking you down bit by bit. I think it's a, I, I really do think it's an elegant system. I'm, I'm a big fan of Tuchel's um, set-up. Um, I'm going to come to you, Jed. And don't be on the fence, right? Are Chelsea going to get <laughs> Champions League football? That's why it should be too hard for you. <laughs> oh well, you never know. You never know. really drop off. West, I mean, West West Ham are in good form, aren't they? So. Oh no, you never know. <laughs> um, yeah, they have to they sit will, on the fence. Some of my Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, uh, I do think they will. Um, ZX goal was an absolute screamer. Um, they have, you know, I, they've hit a blip, haven't they? But um, definitely got the talent there to be able to. To regain that form, they're still in the title race. If Man City have another, you know, few games like they did against Southampton, so yeah, they're still there or thereabouts. But um, yeah, third place is probably an accurate prediction for them at the minute. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think so. They're, they're a very good tournament team, Chelsea. Given how sort of like hard they are to beat mm-hmm. when they're when they're 
and they're sort of back free. Um, but I think that's going to do it for this week, boys. Uh, thank you very much for joining me. Make sure you go can buy I, a shirt. Can I just say yeah. one more thing that we've not mentioned? Uh, there was just a really funny moment in the Brentford Wolves game where the, the goalkeeper, Wolves keeper, Jose Saar, just sort of comes and claims a cross and then just absolutely clatters Ivan Tony. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but he, uh, he just comes and grabs the ball and then just he sprints directly at Tony clatters him over and then throws it out for throws it out to someone it's just absolutely absolutely hilarious I've seen Tony's goal which is really good he's cut his head as well yeah, good strike as well. I think the craziest thing about that game is the first half going on until 70 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was mad as well. An alien yeah. invasion. Love as <laughs> <Yeah. everyone. laughs> um, we'll, we'll yeah, I thought, I thought that deserved I thought that deserved to mention because it was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think they needed to call in the, the Air Force or the police job or whatever they had to do to, yeah, yeah. to rid themselves of the drone. I think if a guy went on the roof with an air rifle would have done the <laughs> done the job. Do you know what I mean? I had to spend like however many thousands of taxpayers' money <laughs> on paying themselves. Have a guy with a drone. Um, but there Someone you should there have you just go. booted the ball up at it. <laughs> elegant, yeah. <laughs> an, an elegant solution. <laughs> yeah, that would have worked. <laughs> right, I think that is going to do us this time, boys. Okay, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, thank you very much to the listeners. Make sure you go buy a shirt. It's been a really good cause and it looked really cool. And hopefully we'll have a few to, to show you uh, in the coming weeks. Um, but until next time, cheer it by. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.